What's up, y'all? I'm Rain Coleman, your host of this podcast series. It is called Welcome Homecoming. This podcast covers the CW's newest show, Homecoming, All-American Homecoming, following a young lady going off on her own to an HBCU to figure life out. So when you're listening to this episode, use the hashtag WHPod. Uh, Live tweet with me. I was getting it in, live tweeting this. You know what I'm saying? Um... This is an interesting series. Okay, so right to start off, right off the bat, um, this is a spinoff of the CW series All American, which, if memory serves me correct, All American is a series that is loosely or tightly, closely based off of someone's actual life. But I think they kind of evolved in the way that Orange is the New Black did. Orange is the New Black, I believe the first two, maybe three seasons were based off of the book that that white woman had wrote with, with her experiences in jail. And then after that, they kind of just came up with their own thing. That is my understanding. Those of you who know better or know, you know, if I am incorrect, let me know. Use that hashtag WHPod. But man, I watch All American. But for me, I usually wait until it has hit the big red and black app. And I just watch the season. Maybe every night I may watch a couple episodes here and there. And so I'm familiar with All American. The current season, which I believe is season four, I believe it's season four, I'm not up to date on because, again, I wait and I marathon it through. This show, All American Homecoming, is a spinoff. So it says, a young adult sports drama set against the backdrop of the HBCU uh, aka historically bad colleges and universities that was for the white folks out there we know what it is um, this experience at Brinkston University where black excellence is a way of life the series follows Simone a young tennis hopeful from Beverly Hills who is trying to fight her way back after some time away from the court Damon an elite baseball player from Chicago who is carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders JR Damon's fellow baseball player and childhood friend Thea, the super competitive queen bee of the Brinkston tennis team, and Keisha, the school's unofficial mayor, who must help Simone learn how to live her best life as they contend with the high stakes of college sports. Simone and Damon must also navigate the highs and lows of unsupervised early childhood at the prestigious HBCU. All right. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So this first episode... Okay, so take it back a bit. In the last season of All-American, they did like a little backdoor pilot where a few of the cast members visited Brinkston University. Had to, you know, we were introduced to Damon, Keisha, Nate. There's a few other people. It was a, a, a fun ride. And what I like about that episode is what I like about comics. It was all intents and purposes. It was a very special episode, a soft pilot. But when you look at the series together, it was like a crossover. Um, a lot of people's favorite characters usually have appeared in another title before once. And then they go on to have their own title or show up other places. And so I like that the way this show handled this official pilot and the way it handled the soft pilot that was within the All-American season last year was done expertly well, I feel. So for me, somebody who um, who has seen both, I 
think that with All American, they seamlessly weaved in these new characters as they like standalone episodes. So if you're watching All American, you enjoy it by whatever. Or if you're watching All American, you're like, I want to see this shit. You can skip that episode and keep watching, and you're not losing anything. To my knowledge, I can't recall them bringing up too much of their HBCU experience in the episodes that follow. But when you watch the pilot episode for All-American Homecoming, it stands on its own. Um, I honestly feel like this episode, in for about 80%, was like catching you up to speed. But in a way that made sense, and in a way that if you have never looked at All-American in your life, you don't know what the hell that show is about, you have no interest, you can still watch this and you're not missing a beat. And that's what I really, really enjoyed about this. You were brought up to speed on things that happened in that pilot, but you didn't feel like you were missing anything because I hadn't seen it since it aired. And I was like, okay, well, there's, I might miss something. No, I didn't miss a dang thing. So uh, this episode is season one, episode one, start over. Simone is excited to move into her dorm and start navigating life on her own terms, but her past choices present unexpected setbacks. Now, with this series, I can't promise that this is going to be an every week thing. I enjoy Simone. I like All-American. And this series is a little bit up my alley, more so than All-American. But, like, let's be real. We grown. And some of you out there who ain't grown, you still got school responsibilities or something. I don't know. But... I ain't going to promise to make every single episode. However, I'm going to do my best to stick to every episode. And this one, beautiful black people all throughout. There's the college sports of it all. And what I do enjoy about this series already is that we're focusing on tennis and baseball. Now, black people, we're good at sports. Sure. Uh, we're not a monolith, though. Every black person isn't great at sports. But I do like this, this idea that we're getting two sports that are not traditionally as far as media is concerned um we're not placed in you don't put a lot of black people if you look at old 90s 80s 90s 70s even early 2000s shows where there's sports involved and there's black people it's football and it's basketball you don't see a whole lot of tennis you don't see a whole lot of baseball so i do like that they set themselves apart um because you could say oh this is just like a different world or any other black college show or whatever sure whatever it doesn't matter we still need more but i cannot recall off the top of my head a show involving black college students even high school honestly and uh where it wasn't focused on basketball or football so there's that. That's something else that I do enjoy. Um, I played baseball as a kid. Ask me about the rules. I don't know what the hell is supposed to happen in baseball. <laughs> I know you hit the ball. I know you make home runs. I know all that shit. <laughs> but it's very surface level. So I'm hoping that throughout this season, same with tennis. I played tennis before. Hell, my um, great uncle is like a beast at tennis. We grew up playing tennis even when we didn't want to because of him. But, like, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> so I'm hoping that even within all of this, that we get a little bit more of the fundamentals, the rules and everything about these sports. And it doesn't have to be beat over the head. But I just hope that because this isn't basketball or football, something that you're just America's pastimes, um, that it is a little bit more... Uh, technical in some scenes um another thing that i like is the colors the school colors are like white and burgundy or white and maroon or something 
no real reason. I just like the way it looks. Um, I like the way that they've put this school together. I'm not sure if this school is actually... Um, I don't know if the show is actually shot in Atlanta. I don't know if the scenes on campus are like a collection of black college buildings that they're like piecing together to make this school. I don't know any of that, but it looks good. Whoever's doing the, the, the scenes and the wardrobe, all of that, it looks good. Let's get on to these characters. So Damon is the golden boy. He is the baseball it child. One thing that bothered me about this character is his attitude throughout the show. And not even just like attitude, like, oh, he got a bad or a good attitude, but just the way he was presented, carried himself, acted, felt removed from what we saw in All-American, the regular series. So I'm trying not to be too hung up on that because it may have been a... A narrative change or a direction that the show wanted to shift from but in that first pilot he felt more down to earth he felt more grounded he felt like i'm a celebrity at a young age i understand this star power but i also just kind of want to live a regular life and go to a school in this episode he was like man these motherfuckers fucking up you know what i'm saying like i'm i didn't uh, forfeit going to the pros for this shit and it's so weird because his story is he is uh, he was scouted to be in the Major Baseball League. He forfeited that to come to Brinkston University. And he did that by exposing or being a part of the exposure, exposing, exposing of a college baseball or athletic scandal in which the former baseball coach was padding the schedules of his players with fake classes that were only classes on paper. And so that came out. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. But he felt like a much more humble, much more um, down-to-earth character. And I'm not saying that he can't talk his shit because he's the best at what he does, but it just felt like a hard left from the character we'd gotten before. And that caused him to do things throughout the episode that made him so unlikable to me. Um, the other thing is that Simone is the main character. We have all these other people surrounding her in her orbit. But uh, Simone has a boyfriend, used to be fiance, they decided to take it down a notch, and her boyfriend from back home in Beverly Hills. What I think is going on is for all American, that storyline worked. She got pregnant, they got married, they had to um, get unmarried, they got married in Vegas. This whole thing happened. But I felt like. They were just continuing the story in All-American because that's the story that we were watching. But whatever happened, maybe it was Beyonce's homecoming, maybe it was the rise of like more attention being brought on HBCUs. But the idea of having a HBCU-adjacent show came up, and then Simone is the character to do this. But like you've kind of written her into this hole where she has a kid, she has a husband... Uh, who had to become a fiance when they got their marriage annulled. And it's like, it, to me, it feels like they did not know before what they were going to do with this character. So now that you've written her into this space, you had to destroy her relationship to get her to college so that she could potentially will they, won't they with Damon. And I mean, I'm not mad at it because even if it wasn't intentional, it's still life. Life is messy. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes you get married early or young and then you meet somebody else who you would rather be with. Sometimes you have kids early. Um, sometimes you may suffer an accident. Like shit happens. So I'm not mad at it. 
Uh, but that's what it feels like to me. So then we get this will they won't they with Simone and Damon where she has this boyfriend and son back home and the son isn't by the boyfriend. It's by a different guy. Um, and what I realize I'm going to have to do is take off my all-American hat, so to speak, and just consume this show for what it is. There's another character from All-America who popped up later on in the episode who I wasn't expecting. But again, like I said before, I watched the show when it hits, you know, the flicks of net. And so anything bad blood between her and this character, I'm not privy to. Because in the first couple seasons, I have I can't recall them having too much screen time together. But he pops up and it's like, what are you doing here? And he's roommates with the Damon guy. And it's like, uh, get out of here. I don't want my past creeping up. And I was like, do you mean your baby? Like, it's your prerogative if you want to keep that a secret. But it's like, so what? You have a kid? Is it your fiance who's now your boyfriend? Because the one person where that would kind of sort of matter with Damon, he met your fiance. You broke up with your fiance. You told him your fiance is now your boyfriend. It, it was just a weird choice to make. Um, but it feels like that's going to come back to bite Simone in the ass a little bit later. Uh, we have Keisha, who is the unofficial mayor of Brink, Brixton. Brixton. Um, I like her beautiful girl she is very much um playing her part and it feels believable she is the uh ra in the building that simone stays in now with this building this dorm it's a freshman dorm but i'm a little confused because it felt like they were saying that it was also a athlete's dorm now i may have just missed heard miss red got it wrong but they were like they being keisha and simone and nate they were talking and keisha was like yeah um damon stays on the male end of the male wing of this dorm and i know i heard simone mention the freshman dorm so that being neither here nor there i think it may just be a freshman dorm and i just got athlete in my head and so here here's where we are so keisha is a cool girl, Nate. Now, Nate, I'm not sure what Nate's pronouns are on this show, and that's important because visually, Nate is very. I don't want to say. How would I how would I say Nate? Nate is a. I'm going to say male for this podcast. Um, if I'm incorrect, please let me know. But I am under the impression from the first pilot and with this pilot that Nate is male, just very uh, flamboyant in his dress. So, guys, if I am wrong, let me know. But I'm, uh, I'm under the impression that Nate is, Nate is a uh, cisgendered male. He wears long, beautiful lace, um, dresses very ambiguous. No, that's not the word. Um, he wears clothing that looks like um men's clothing but sometimes it looks very tailored and sometimes it looks uh like some of his like wide lead pants and stuff could be possibly of uh, women's clothing but i like this character being added to the show because what i see from the soft pilot and from this pilot they are taking care with this character and i love it to be at to be a predominantly black show with this type of representation that is not being used as the butt of a joke or the token character, I am in love with this. Now, 
I am going to stay cautiously optimistic as it pertains to Nate because I don't know what storylines they're bringing him going forward. But I do like what we've gotten so far. Um, I like that he is because people like Nate who have a particular look, who are visually a certain way, exist. And they've been on every college campus, every HBCU, every PWI, every community college, every high school. Like They are there. They exist. And I'm really hoping with all my heart, with all my might, <laughs> wish I wish, I wish I may, I wish I might, that they keep this motherfucker keep the respect that I've seen them give him so far. Now, if you, listener, are a queer person who feels like, no, nah, I hate the way they're handling Nate, let me know that too. Um, I think they're doing a good job in this first episode, but uh, give me your thoughts. I am very interested to see what happens with a love life storyline. Because I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to tell you this right up front right now. What I don't want to see is some tired ass this is the queer person with this DL love interest and the stress and pain of, oh, me and so-and-so can be together, but he has a girlfriend or he needs to be heterosexual to the public. And I just, I don't want that. I do not want that. It's like, that's the default storyline. I do not want that. So y'all heard it here first, folks. Please, 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 All-American Homecoming, don't give us that bullshit. Like, if you got him out and proud and involved in this community and people seeing him as just another person, don't then give me some, oh, I like you, Nate, but, you know, my heterosexualness won't allow me to look like. Don't do that, please. Um, So, Simone, Damon, Keisha, Nate, Thea. Thea is the uh, girl who is the quote-unquote queen bee. She runs the uh, tennis community gang or whatever we met her in the soft pilot she did have an attitude <laughs> but i was like kind of rightfully so i mean you could be welcoming to this freshman who's coming to your school but then also like girl i'm trying to practice like and you're here ogling me this is great but like i do not care so i i get both sides of it i think they're trying to paint the out to be this villain and more than likely she will be simone's adversary I don't have a problem with Thea because I feel like she is right. You're coming to college to play this sport. You can't play as if you're in high school. This is something that I think was done well in Euphoria. So currently I am still on season one. I think I'm on episode seven. And spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't caught up on Euphoria season one. But the black guy McKay, who goes off to college to play football, he runs into an issue of being the small guy who isn't as powerful or as good as the other guys. He's a good football player, but he doesn't have the body or the um, talent that these other guys do. And it's like, yeah, you were great in high school, but you have to rise to the occasion now that we're in college because you're one step away from the big leagues. So much like with Thea and Simone, I don't have an issue with the way Thea is acting towards Simone. They're like, oh, you know, she's a mean bitch and this and that. Well, let her be a mean bitch, but she has a spot on the team. She is the captain. She is the team. Like, I don't, and I'm not going to um, get in the habit of calling black women bitches because they are in positions of power. Like, yeah, she might have a fucked up attitude, but like, is it not earned? And even through this quote unquote attitude, what is she saying that's a lie? So there's a moment where 
it is the night after like orientation and Simone is talking on the phone to her boyfriend Jordan from back in Bel Air. Keisha comes in and she's like, uh uh-uh, uh, hang up with Jordan. We finna go out. We we finna go hang out and party. Jordan's like, oh, don't let her say no for an answer. Blah blah blah, go, whatever. Simone goes out, has a drink, hanging out. You have practice in the morning. Again, I can't be like, oh, they're kids and this and that. Yeah, everyone does stupid stuff when they're kids, but like that's no excuse. It's these other girls who have practice with her as well, because I believe there's like five other girls who are in line to get a spot on the tennis team. These girls are here bright and early just like you are. You don't who went out. And it ain't even that you went out last night. It's that you went out and you also went you were drinking. What are you thinking, chick? So it's a closed practice where they're doing drills where I guess some of the seasoned girls who are already on the tennis team are like drilling the girls who are trying to get a spot on the team. Like, I mean, drilling them, making them do all this extra shit because Simone got drunk last night, has a hangover. She is not performing well. There was an interaction earlier in the episode with Simone and Thea where she's like, Simone's like, oh, well, you aren't running this. I'm the coach is the one who could tell me what to do in this and that. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Well, you still ain't good. During Simone's drill, I'll just keep saying drill because I don't know what they were doing. Thea walked up to her and she was like, hey, you need to go home. Like, you can't be here. And she's like, oh, well, you, I can be here such and such. And Thea's like, no, this is from the coach, coach, whoever it is. And she's like, well, I, but I thought coach wasn't here. And so you see the practice. When I said close practice, I mean, it was just the tennis players, but they're outside. So next to the tennis court is a parking garage. The coach has been sitting in a car at the parking garage at the corner where she has full view of the tennis shit. I don't know if the coach, if there's like a rule that she couldn't be there uh, or that she just didn't want to be there or maybe removing herself from the equation made it the girls less stressed. I don't know, but Coach Sar. I was so disappointed. Now, mind you, I understand I'm watching the TV show. I understand this is fiction. I'm understanding all this shit. I'm, you know, whatever. But I was like, come on, Simone. You can't be that freaking silly. So she leaves and she's sad and whatever. And then we find out when she get back to her dorm room that her parents did not pay for her room and board because they were so against her going off to an HBCU, a quote unquote lesser school where she could have went to an Ivy League school that they just won't pay for her room and board. The cackle that I released when I realized her parents did not pay for her room and board. How are you so evil that you would pay for your child's tuition but not for their room and board? So Simone, for those of you who don't know, she comes from a relatively, you know, wealthy family. They're not, I don't know, the rock. Rockefellers? I don't know if that's a good example. They're not like dripping in wealth, but they're... They have money, enough to pay for room and board, buy her a nice car, put her up in an apartment. If you, like, they have money. It's, it's explicitly expressed in All-American that she is one of the characters who comes from money. Simone's aunt works for the university as a professor. She's part of the reason why the, the baseball coach and his little scam got exposed. Because she's a whistleblower, a lot of the professors and staff at the school do not fuck with this lady anymore. Um, to the point where, I'm going to say the dean, because I don't know who this man is. He is the bald-haired black man 
from uh, Drumline, who looks like my father. <laughs> um, he told her, I've reduced your classes to make sure that you still work here, but you don't get all this backlash. She's like, no, you can't fucking reduce my classes. And so I put a call out, which never was answered on Twitter for academic listeners or listeners who are in the know. Does a professor's salary or pay get impacted if they have less classes? Like whether you're tenured or not, like if I'm a professor and I'm teaching, I don't know, comic book studies or African studies, if I have four classes a week, am I making more money than if I had two? Or am I making the same amount because I'm like, it's my contract to make a certain amount? For those of you listening, let me know. Um, true enough, I could probably easily Google this, but I don't feel like it. I like to make this a conversation. <laughs> so let me know. Um, so it turns out that they didn't pay for a room and board, and her aunt comes over and says, like, hey, you can stay with me. You can stay in my house and blah, whatever. And so while they're, they being Nate, Keisha, Simone, and her aunt are talking to her about like packing up her room because Keisha had to deliver the news. She's the RA. She was like, hey, man, I'm sorry, but your room and board is not covered. You can't stay here, which is fucked up because like, damn, you my homegirl. We've been hanging out. What the fuck am I supposed to do now? So she's like, can you guys get started? packing up my room i really have something i need to fight for i said you're lazy simone you don't want to pack up your own shit (laughs) but that wasn't the case so simone left out the room she went and found thea just randomly bumped into her i was like hey where's coach i need to give it another shot and thea was like i hope you don't think this lame apology is going to get coach to change her mind and then simone says something like it's not that I want to go to coach and I want to tell her that every day I'm going to prove myself. I know I didn't do a good job when I was supposed to, but I'm going to get in there and show you every day that I want this so bad. Thea then has this look like, oh, she really wants to be here. That was the worst scene in this entire episode. I was like, Girl, what the fuck is this? What do you mean? I get the idea that, oh, I messed up now. Let me prove myself. But also, this is your first practice. This is your tryout. This ain't like you made the team. You did such a good job. Now you kind of messed up when we had our first or second practice. Like, you ain't even on the team yet. I said, I hope like hell that coach does not give her her spot on the team. Because what are you saying to the audience? Yeah, I'm grown. I know how to make my own decisions. But, like, what are you saying that Simone can come to this school, try out just like all the other girls, but be drunk and sloppy, and then just get this second chance and to just be on the team? When there were five other girls who were gunning for that same spot who also showed up and narratively were not drunk, were not hungover, were not high, were were well-rested. It's like, no... I like Simone, but I don't want her to get that position. Or if so, I don't want it to be that easy. Because it's like, what are you doing? Like, just motherfuck all these other people who did what they were supposed to do. When you could have taken... You could have not drank this one night. You could have got drunk the night of practice. (laughs) But here we go. So, all of that happens. She returns back, um, packing up stuff, and then... 
Damon and then the guy from All American Cam is his name. He shows up and then there's the other roommate. He's like, yeah, we came here with our power drills to help you hang up curtains and this and that. She's like, oh, no, um, I'm not going to be hanging up curtains because I'm getting moved out to my aunt's house. So I wonder what was the reason? Now, I get that her parents are mad that she's at this school, so they're punishing her. But I'm thinking, like, as far as the show is concerned, putting Simone at her aunt's house, is it cheaper, like, production-wise? Like, does it make more sense to have her there because it's maybe cheaper to use rent someone's house or use someone's house as a backdrop versus having her in her dorm all the time? And then it's like there's other characters on the show, though they aren't the focus like she is, I would imagine we would still be in their dorms. But then at the same time, Damon, who seems to be an equally, if not just lesser important character, only slightly than Simone, his dorm doesn't even look like a dorm. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm wondering if it production wise, if it just makes more sense to move her off campus because it'd be cheaper. I don't know. If you know anything about television or you work in television, let me know. Use the hashtag WHPod. So the aunt's like, yeah, nah, she not moving in. She moving to my house. So we still need y'all big, strong arms to take us back. And one dude's like, oh, well, you know, if you feed us or something, I don't know. So she's like, yeah, I'll feed you. And though this is a bit corny, I like the scene where everyone is at the aunt's house at this big-ass table, which why is your table so big, lady? It's just you. Um, and they're eating food and they're like, oh, this is so much fun. I'm happy to be here. We should do this every week. I said, what the fuck you mean? Half of y'all are athletes. All of y'all are big as hell. Uh, teacher, teacher auntie just got her damn classes cut, which I don't know. That might affect her pay. Who's bringing the food and cooking the food for all you big motherfuckers to sit up here and eat every week? Like. Y'all college students, so I would imagine that y'all don't have a whole lot of money at your disposal. Bruh, who is cooking, who is buying, and who is setting up food for all of you big motherfuckers to eat? You are all athletes. <laughs> like, So I hope that they do keep that going where these guys kind of meet up every week. Because one thing I do enjoy about All-American, even though... Whether you like it or not, there is this sense of community where everyone, there's these friends that are going through shit over and over again. And I think that this group of people we have on All American Homecoming are, they have the makings for a very similar and very endearing set of friends. Like, I, I think if you watch All American, you can enjoy that and what that's, what that show is given. But I think with this show, I feel the same. I feel the same way. I feel like it, it's going to be a different mix of people, but it is something else that um, if that's your type of show, if you like the found family trope, if you like that sort of thing, I think this would be the show for you. Um, this is another show where I feel like we could go the distance. And I mean that by... We could really have a few seasons under our belt. It's very melodramatic. It's very will they, won't they, found family, drama, secrets uncovered, cliffhanger at the end of every episode to bring you back. It's very much primetime soap opera. Now, if you think it is doing a good job or not, that's neither here nor there. 
But when I look at a show like Black Lightning, for for example, that they dropped the ball on, it was canceled, rightfully so, but like it wasn't given the chance that other shows on the network has. This is a show that I think is the exception because All American is one of the shows I think is the exception. And that because it's not a superhero based show, you have more room to, I guess, be received better. I don't know. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but I could see how CW would take a chance on a show like this in the general public versus a superhero show, which to me makes no sense when you have the entirety of the Arrowverse, but this is not an Arrowverse podcast. Uh, Long story short, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a good pilot. It wasn't perfect. I do appreciate the different complexions, different body types, different styles, different aesthetics of the different characters. I do like all the natural hair. I like how black this show is. Um, I love that it's set as an HBCU. Uh, It remains to be seen how that is presented going forward. Um, I do like the idea that there are non-black people at this HBCU. Um, I saw uh, some folks who were not black, but they weren't white either, but they weren't black. Um, I wonder if that's just the casting thing, like, oh, we couldn't get all black extras or what, but regardless, that's neither here nor there. I'm, I'm really excited about this show. I hope that they continue to do this show justice. Um, and I think Simone was the right character to pull away from all American and set her off on her own because even though everybody is pretty much mixed and mingled and connected, Simone is one of the characters where if she's separated, you don't feel like you're missing something whereas if you took a main character like spencer or like jordan and put them in another spinoff show it would kind of be like well when is so-and-so popping up or when is you know whoever popping up and i don't get that from this show and i'm speaking from a place of someone who's seen all american so what i would say is if you have never watch All-American or you've never been interested in it, but you do like the college type of show, the melodramatic of it all, I would say give this show a chance. I'll try to find the name of the episode from All-American, I believe it was season three, and link that in the show notes so that... um, You'll see the soft reboot. I think that was episode. I don't know. But I'll, I'll look for it. And I'll put it in the show notes. Um, and I'll say take a look at that episode. And take a look at this one. And then see how you feel. Um, I'm watching because I like it. Um, I like the representation with Nate. I like all the beautiful black folks. I do like the Simone character, even on All American. And I'd like to see, you know, these folks thrive. And I, you know, I do a little live tweet thing. This is what I will say. <laughs> so I, I when I live tweet, you know, I'll be I'll be in there, get my jokes off, my memes and videos and stuff. And ordinarily it feels like it's high energy, like it's a lot going on, like everybody's just contributing to the conversation, talking their shit, whatever. And I don't know why, and listeners, let me know if you have any theories or if I'm just like completely out of left field when i live tweeted this show it felt very reserved it's like it's so weird like i didn't feel like i was getting the energy from folks i felt like like there were some people respond and it's not that i have to get all this attention that's not even it but like going through the hashtag it felt like folks was just like yeah this show good oh why you do that why she do that what's going on like it didn't feel it didn't feel like 
oh, we on fire. This our shit. And I'm like, maybe it's just because it's not a superhero show. Maybe it's the nature of like the storyline. I don't know. I'm going to try it again <laughs> and see how I feel. But it, it, it kind of felt like, it, it, I don't know. It, it felt like I was kind of a man on an island on my own. <laughs> so this upcoming Monday, uh, February 28th, I'll be live tweeting again using that hashtag WHPod and the hashtag All American Homecoming to um, get my, my thoughts off. You know what I'm saying? And uh, let folks know what it is, what time it is, how I feel, and, and, and engage it with them as well. So if you do want to join me, please do um, hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Carefree Blurred is the handle. Uh, Instagram and all other social media, Carefree Black Nerd. Or the handle is the handle. Are the handle is the handle, and uh, shoot, email me carefreeblacknerd at gmail .com if you got something to say and you got uh, more characters than Twitter allows. All in all, this was a good episode. I feel, and we'll do all that least favorite, favorite, all that good shit next next time. I'm not really interested in doing that this time. I just think it's a good episode, and I would implore you to check it out. Check it out. See if it's for you. And if it's not, that's fine, too. And if it's not, hell, even more reason to tune in and listen to my reviews and rants and raves. I might say some shit that make you be like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't finish. Or, you know, I'd be like, hmm, maybe I should pick that up and figure out what's going on over there at All-American Homecoming. So, that being said, thank you all for listening. Um, if you watch the show, you know, chop it up with me on Mondays. Let's do the live tweet. If you don't, that's fine too. If this isn't your jam, there should be an episode before and after this. Uh, oh, I don't know. There's a 4400 episode. I know uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air podcast, Prince of Fresh, should be somewhere in there. And it's a bunch of stuff going on. So uh, check me out. And until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and please stay out of the liquor cabinet and away from parties if you got shit to do in the morning. <laughs> All right, y'all.